0: Peace and blessings, you beautiful divine beings. It is your sacred divine host, Zane Spirit. Thank you for tuning in to the Living in Spirit podcast. It is such a brilliant, tremendous, magnificent day, and it's so good to have your listening ears perked up and ready to be present in this moment. I have so much to unfold for you guys here in this podcast, but of course I want to start out with an affirmation to set the tone, so I recommend that you get a pen and paper or you just recite along with me this affirmation and let it resonate in your heart space. It goes like this, everything I consume elevates my glow, glistens through my skin and loves me from the inside out. I uplift my eating practices to reflect appreciating and loving me with intention. I am in constant dialogue with my food and I know how to listen. <laughs> and that's that is So may that resonate with you, play it back if needed. And of course, I need to go ahead and welcome our divine guests in this sacred space, representing Tiger Mountain Foundation, Rodney Smith, how are you feeling today?
1: Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Zane Spirit. Is so wonderful to be here. Let me let me start off by giving you your roses because you are amazing. You are divine. And you are truly showing the people, waking the people up in such a gentle way in such a loving way. I wanna I wanna show you your appreciation. First off, Ms. Zane, thank you for having me.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm eating it up. Mm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What you consume, right? What you consume is powerful.
0: (laughs) Right. Consume that
1: positivity.
0: Yes. Yes. I thank you. And I thank you for being here with me and just the divine alignment of it all. And I'm so just in so much gratitude to have you here. I love uh, everything that you're a part of the way that you are moving in this this life and breathing life into the things that you do. So uh, I would love for you to introduce who you are and a little bit about your role in the Tiger Mountain Foundation and how you came to be a part.
1: Okay, my name is uh, Rodney Smith. I'm a supervisor manager of the Tiger Mountain City of Phoenix Garden Bed Project, which is something that we've involved ourselves with. City of Phoenix has been promoting tiger mountain foundation for the work we do with the community and they've been they've been giving us uh opportunities to provide garden beds for members of the community and i've been able to help supervise that work
0: mm. Mm. How did you come into this part of the journey? Like, did you always were you always invested in the health and agriculture part of things, or <laughs> how did that came up, come about? <laughs>
1: this, this is amazing. Confluence. I'm calling this year the confluence because it just seems like everything is coming together. From the people to the places to the things in my life are coming together in such a beautiful way, and and, and such such an amazing way that is is shocking a lot of people in my life, but it's, it's really uh, enthralling me for my life. I feel like I'm living. I grew up in the city, so you think uh, gardening or, or farming, you don't, you don't see a lot of people getting involved in that, but it was a series of events that changed my life and had, had me rethinking everything about my life. So in 2012, I went to prison for, uh, I had been in trouble back in 2008 when I originally caught the case. But in 2012, I went to prison on a 12-year sentence for a sales, drug sales charge. And mm-hmm. a lot of that time, you know, I, I was still stuck in in a mindset, a mindset of uh, entrapment, a mindset of getting this thing called money by any means necessary. And It was it was a disadvantage to my life because it had me pursuing something that was was never satisfying to my appetite. So I went to prison and I still lived in prison like that. And, you know, a lot of stuff in this world is man made meant to corrupt us meant to uh, distort our way of thinking and in prison, there was a drug called spice. Spices, uh, artificial marijuana, ch- marijuana that uh, attaches to the receptors, same THC receptors in your brain, and I did that for a long time in my prison bed, and it's a it's a mild hallucinogen. People would have hallucinations for off of it, but for six years I did that. I smoked this man-made drug that was probably affecting my brain chemistry for, for, and who knows what ways. And I didn't have any problems with. I would laugh at the people who would have what we call episodes, <laughs> where where people would would smoke the stuff and wig out and have visualizations and things happen to them. And mm-hmm. one day, I was in prison yard. I, I know I'm hitting you guys with a lot, like <laughs> no, <laughs> this, please this, do. <laughs> this is this is a long journey, and and I mean the the fact that I'm even here talking on this Living in Spirit podcast is just just a revelation to to the power of the spirit so I'm going to take you all the way through this journey I'll be as uh, concise as I can be so like I said I was smoking this drug I hit it like I said I had been smoking it for a while I hit it one time and next thing I know I feel like I'm falling in a pit and I see I just see shadows falling with me and feel this intense pressure and heat like it's squishing my head and I'm like what's going on and I'm screaming and I'm like what happened to me what happened to me and I'm like oh I must have died I died and I'm falling in the pit and this is my legacy somebody who went to prison somebody who who did something stupid got high in prison and died and I'm seeing my life falling flashing in front of my eyes as I'm screaming and falling down this pit and all I can tell myself is I messed up I messed up I messed up this is my legacy I messed up and I wake up I'm on the basketball court hogtied with the <laughs> with the corrections officers in, in the jail surrounding me and I'm like oh I really did mess up like this is real life I messed up but I'm, I'm happy to be alive and mm-hmm. I I i come from that thinking like, okay, <laughs> that really happened. The thing that I haven't, I saw that really happened. But when I'm in medical, cause now they're, they're trying to find out what's wrong with me. I'm in medical and the CEO who took me to medical, he starts giving me a revelation about my life. He says, you're this powerful person. You have a gift of leadership and you're going to draw so many people to God. And you're going to, and, <laughs> and you were, you were, you became possessed by the manifestations that were in your flesh. He's telling me this. He's, he's telling me about my life and these great things, and it just feels true to me so much so that I'm crying as I'm listening to this man as he described the type of person I am and the type mm-hmm. of person I'm going to be, and I'm amazed at it. So that was the beginning of uh, of me opening up to something greater. Than the here and now, and so after that, I had so many people speaking in my life prophecy. I was having dreams. There was there was a dude who came to the prison that I was at, a, a man who ended up becoming a close friend of mine, Todd Maddox. Todd Maddox, he's a dream dream interpreter. He mm. he started giving me revelations about these dreams that I was having, and it was along the same line of this this greatness. That was coming to me this 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 ability to lead people, this ability to 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 lead people to a path of righteousness, and I, you know, I, I it it was just a lot of things that happened that felt real, like I was having prophetic dreams, and and so I I got out, I got out, and I I thought about my life and how how these great things were coming to me. And it wasn't that when I got out. It was not that it was struggle. It was it was me watching, living with my sister, working as a dishwasher, trying to grind and and get a little money so I could have some kind of existence. Because this purpose, this greatness that people were telling me about, that I had had prophecies and dreams and visions about, was not coming to me. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. I was living in the corner of my sister's room in my sister's house, trying just trying to make ends meet. And so my my friend, at dream interpreter, he got out a few months after me, and he was telling me, "You have to do a Daniel fast." This was in the midst of me starting to become, you know, I, I you know I, I didn't even really talk about the shadow work that I started to do, you know, diving mm-hmm. in deep, the people and books that were coming into my lives after I I had that uh, that vision of darkness that that was really transforming the man that I was, so. You know, I, was, I got out, and I was still doing a lot of spiritual practices like meditation. I was doing contrast therapy with cold and hot showers. I was doing uh, working out, all the different things to, to to hermetic stressors to build my spirit up. And it, mm-hmm. I just didn't feel I was like I was making breakthrough, even though I felt it in my heart that it was coming. Uh, it was the fruition thing was not in front of my eyes. So mm-hmm. he told me to try the this fast he said it was a daniel fast 10 days just fruits and vegetables he's like people like it's the vegan people say vegan nowadays do vegan, but it's the daniel fast try for 10 days try for 10 days and i have been hard on it and i I thought about like i don't know how to cook vegan how do you even eat like that and i told myself i'll try it 10 days 10 days and so i uh At the time, I was eating salads, nuts, fruits, little things that I could uh, make simple. As I was, like I said, I was working full-time as a dishwasher. They're offering me food from all these resorts, steak medallions, and I'm turning (laughs) it down, just trying to get this breakthrough that I knew was coming. Um, January 1st is when I started my vegan journey. January 9th, I was working at Parking Lot Security during doing the gig trying to make a little extra money and i was telling somebody they were they were telling me oh they have chicken for lunch i said well i'm you know I'm, I'm doing this vegan thing and i'm talking to a guy about it a woman turns around and she tells me oh i'm a vegan and me and her start talking about the lifestyle and you know cooking and she was telling me about recipes so we exchange info and as me and this woman are talking more she getting me interested in this garden this garden she keeps talking about this you got to come out to the garden and she brought me to Tiger Mountain Foundation. Tiger Mountain Foundation. I fell in love. I who knew who, who knew that as soon as I would put my hands into the dirt, that I just fell in love. Like something inside of me came alive. And when I see my first, when I see my first beet sprout come up, oh, I was like giving birth. <laughs> I cried that day. I literally did. I found this passion inside of me that I didn't know existed. And I felt alive. I felt walking in purpose. I was doing so much of what I had been called to do from talking to people in the community, uh, being positive about eating habits. And mm-hmm. even the, the woman who brought me to the garden, that, that's my soulmate, just sitting here like, what up, what up, girl? I love you. <laughs> so the confluence is real.
0: Wow. Such a magnificent and powerful story, like and, and I think, number one, there's so much to unpack in this, like the resilience through shadow work is really important. And like, first of all, starting with the death and rebirth that has to happen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the, the phoenix rising out of the ashes is literally what you have become. And that is so powerful. Thank you. And Thank you. And, and you know, like we talk about it, we talk about the dark night of the soul, we talk about like the shadow work that comes in, like the death and rebirth, the things that are necessary to literally throw um throw our old self into the fire and to be renewed in that. And that takes a lot of dedication. yes. It it, yeah. it it takes a moment, uh, a continuous, consecutive moments. <laughs>
1: yeah, you, you know what's funny is you just described my whole chest piece. My tattoo on my chest is a phoenix, and right next to it is the word dedication with flames all around it. So, Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that.
0: Wow! So, and, and congratulations on your first beat popping up. <laughs> I, I know how that feels like yeah. to, to birth something and to put your hands into it and to
1: that's, know that your love
0: is in it you know
1: that's that's what we hear i'm realizing now that is our purpose is to connect with the planet you know modern society has been removed from the planet and you know we 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 a lot of people don't even get to experience that pleasure of putting their hands in the soil connecting with with the earth, connecting with our mother, as we, as we were supposed to.
0: Right, right. Definitely give us a, a little bit of backstory about how Tiger Mountain Foundation came about.
1: Yes, Tiger Mountain Foundation 15 years ago was a vision of our CEO, Darren Chapman. This man had a, a idea of turning vacant lots in our community you know, we see our, our so much of the community, especially the area that we're in, South Phoenix, is one of the, uh, um, I want to say, lower-income community, urban communities, call it what you want to call it. <laughs> it's, it's one of those yeah. places that that's not doing good from a socioeconomic perspective. And, you know, so Darren saw this, this opportunity to be able to not, not only one, provide uh, job opportunities for the people of the community to provide healthy living and eating by putting gardens all around the community and three to do something about this problem of just this open area where people would dump garbage or it would be just a waste we could turn this into something that's thriving and so he got he got started with the company uh tiger mountain foundation just employing people from the community Fifteen years later, we employ over forty members of the community. We're incorporated, and we're going mainstream. We're going mainstream with this. Where our, our thing, we're going to turn this whole world into a garden. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Every, all this space, you know, there, there's so much space, and that people use water on for from growing grass or. Uh, ornamental things when we could be feeding the the planet feeding ourselves and and utilizing that word for edible landscaping is what we call it
0: Mm. I love that and that's so inspiring too and just to get people in the in the community involved and there's Mm. a lot of um misinformation and just programming in our society from from the moment that we're born (laughs) about uh, about this not even giving back to our earth or just everything is so easily acceptable everybody wants these microwave results and it, it, it forces us into this habit of completely disregarding mother earth and like seeing you know well we can just put some fake grass here, or like, let's, right. let's, 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 uh, let's, you know, put all this, uh, weed eater up and, like, you know, get rid of all the medicinal weeds, like dandelions, right. you know, like, right. <laughs> we, we completely lose our, uh, our indigenous and natural ways of living through this lifestyle that has been conditioned to us for so long, you know, um, yeah. yes, I, but
1: the, the beautiful thing is that I'm seeing so many people who are who are reconnecting with their roots and Mm -hmm. it's it's amazing that people are unprogramming reprogramming and seeing that when we look at things from our the perspective that our ancestors saw that their their way of seeing it was a whole lot better it was a sustainable model something that could keep going and going and going. The model that's been built by the modern world is sustainable. It's like you, you you build it, you're culminating to something that's going to destroy what we have, only one of. And so I'm seeing people wake up, like like I was talking about our City of Phoenix garden bed project, if I could go into that for a minute. Yes, absolutely. We, we go into um, So we've been granted, like I said, through the City of Phoenix to go into people's backyards. These people put in through a, a lotto by uh, City of Phoenix to, to have a garden bed built in their backyard. People who, you know, general people of the public from this area, I talked about South Phoenix, that applied and they they won a lottery free out of their pocket, free, no out of pocket costs. We come in, we install a eight by four garden bed and show them how to grow give them seed tutorials um show them what's in season uh really bonded with so many <laughs> beautiful people who are on track like i said the confluence is like i'm meeting people who have great recipes then the next day i have meet somebody who wants to learn to cook vegan then i'll I'll meet somebody who who needs earthworm and then the next day i'll even meet a guy who has earthworms and just <laughs> been able to connect, connect? And it's really just like that, being able to connect the community and all these people who are who are trying to do better or have found uh, a better way, a more of a sustainable way, I should say, of living, and uh, are tapping into it mm-hmm. and helping them to do that is powerful.
0: Yes, yes, it's truly spirit led to do the work that you're doing. Um, you. Like you said, like people are waking up you know like Mm -hmm. and I love to see it because not only in Phoenix but all over the world we're realizing you know this is not the way we should be living (laughs) and and so I feel like there's this mass awakening taking place and we're in this place of pioneering uh not only new ways to combat you know the the wasted space and like the waste issue that we have in our world but also to uh look at look and shift at the mindset that is taking place in our people, what was one of the, the main mental changes that took place for you when you started this work?
1: So, you know, I, I talked about, um, you know, the spiritual awakening that took place for me and, you know, I had already at the beginning of me and my uh, prison sentence, I had to really dig deep and realize that the man who I thought that I wanted to become was really not (laughs) somebody that was enviable, somebody that I really wanted to be. So I had to start rethinking everything, that reprogramming it, that what's right, what's wrong, uh, where did those ideas and concepts of right and wrong come from, uh, the the people around us who affected us, I I started doing that work and the, the mental part of just digging deep, a lot of emotional uh, times, but the, the, the fact that I was being built up by a lot of strong people, a lot of people who needed help in me, that's where I found my breakthrough for those emotional struggles is just being able to, to talk to people through things that you've been through or experience you've learned from or people you've related to who have had the same experience that you can emotionally tap into to, to, to listen to people who needed help. There's a lot of people in the prison system, a lot of people who Tiger Mountain uh, Foundation is able to touch like me who are who really need help, really need a. Uh, 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 I want to I want to call it therapy but people don't you know it's not therapy it's uh, I want to say community it's the community mm-hmm. it's the community support and it's hard to, it's so hard to find and so when when we face those mental struggles whether it be addiction or or depression or 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 you know trauma that we we've gone through We can't fight those things alone. I don't say we can't, but it's hard to fight those things alone. So, you know, me realizing and and being thankful for that, for the people that I had around me that were able to to let me talk to them or let them talk to me and and that community aspect is so real about it. An important part of my job is I'm also a community outreach supervisor, so I'm currently at a location, Mac Six in Tempe. It's uh, one of the one of those neighborhoods that we were talking about earlier, and where we come and we educate people free of charge. They come out, they volunteer with us. Uh, some of them actually become paid employees uh, at Tiger Mountain, and they we we just give them an opportunity to connect them with resources, whether it's food or, like I said, teaching them the valuable skill of gardening. And mm-hmm. also just having that community aspect with, like, I go out to the streets and, you know, people wave, wave and hi to me and, you know, they, they, have, they, they see what we're doing and they appreciate what we're doing. You know, we, we last night, uh, you know, like I said, I do the community outreach. I talked to a guy for uh, about an hour and he was talking to me about his struggles with addiction but those are the things, those are the, the conversations that matter. Those are the conversations that are the shadow work that needs to be done for healing and really take place. I know mm. that now.
0: Yes, I love that. Has the community's response um, always been positive or was this something that a team have had to like really wedge their way <laughs> into the community with? <laughs>
1: You know, life, uh, I'm so I'm so thankful that uh, I'm able to, I get out and people, a lot of people are like, you're such a positive dude. And like, <laughs> I've been such a positive people, you know, uh, it seems like, like uh, I've been granted the ability to, to raise the vibration of people. And, you know, if there is any negativity or any uh, fight against Tiger Mountain, I don't see it. Just, I'm I'm sure there's soldiers on the front, front line that's fighting the battles, like, hold on, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we just trying to grow something out here. Like. <laughs> right.
1: And that's my job. That's my job. I, I'm growing and connecting with the community. And that's what, what I've been all about. Now, I, I can tell you from a personal standpoint, though, when you go plant-based, for some reason, a lot of people don't like that. <laughs> so I've been, you know, I've been at different family events, and like, uh, I'm like, oh, I'm one of those uh, guys who's like, uh, what's in that? And then uh, hands go <laughs> on the forehead. <laughs> right, right. Is that, uh, is that locally grown? <laughs> and like, oh, no, this guy, the eyes rolled. And uh, I'm like, I just got to be conscious about what I'm consuming. Because that really does make a difference. Mm-hmm. So, so as far as the blowback from it, I, you know, yeah. I'm sure we have we. I'm sure we have our our battles, but as far as I see it, they've been so receptive to Tiger Mountain and the work we're doing.
0: That's beautiful. You know, I also want to talk about what you said about the resistance of people who uh, who are like so upset. Like when people do transition in lifestyle, and there's really like some some cognitive dissonance there, like where people mm. know that you know, there, there's a change that needs to be had in the way that we eat and what we consume and how being conscious actually helps. Um, But, you know, when they, when they see other people doing it, a lot of the times people are like, I could never do that. I hear that all the time. Like, I could never let go of chicken. <laughs> and I'm like, do you know I don't miss out on anything? Like, I make oyster don't. mushroom chicken all the time, and it tastes just the same.
1: <laughs> I, I saw that on your Instagram post, and it looked at bomb. I'm going to tell you, it looked it bomb. I haven't really done the oyster mushroom thing, but you got to try my vegan chili. I mean, my, my three bean green chili chili, all grown, all grown by the farmers out here. As spaces of opportunity, garden of tomorrow. Um, yes, you got to try it.
0: What you put in that?
1: Lip? I can't be giving you all my secrets and anything. But I, I I'll send, I send you a plate. It's delicious. A lot, a lot of people taste it and like, ooh, this is better. This is the best chili I ever had. I've heard. I'm getting rave reviews. I'm not, I'm not one to toot my own horn you know i have i've shut down my ego a lot these days so
0: <laughs> you can toot toot over here cuz we love a good a good plant-based recipe <laughs> yeah i toot yeah
1: i toot you a bowl. yeah you know what i got
0: yeah i got a lot
1: of recipes i'll make sure i send them your way
0: yeah we we um, can definitely share in that space cuz yeah. i get getting creative in the kitchen was one of the most important things for me um that and fasting when it came right, to right, yeah. uh came to breaking like food addictions right, okay. and uh we definitely see that a lot in the community yeah
1: you yeah know? so like, speaking of getting creative in the kitchen is the a big part of uh, what tiger mountain does is they invest in people in the communities. Future. So we got a lot of people like myself who uh, and like you as well who love to get creative in the k- kitchen and we've been able to connect with uh, one of our spots, one of the areas that we grow at, which is uh, Brooks Elementary School, which is a school that had been uh, out of use for years, but they were able to turn it into a uh, office suite, well a collection of office suite, Tiger Mountain has uh, a, a garden up there and we have a a a school cafeteria that we have retrofitted into a ghost ghost kitchen where you know young entrepreneurs chefs can come and and uh, hook up their their dishes. I made my chili up there for an event we just had, Big Cats Culinary Cookout. It sold out, by the way. The chili sold out. I, I just let you know where I'm at with it. <laughs> but, but yeah, this. So we have our PSR, which is a personal strategy roadmap that we use to figure out what people's goals are. And as a community outreach supervisor, you know, that's one of the first questions. What's your goal? And through a lot of the work that we do, you know, a lot of different organizations, a lot of people who even actually come to the garden just to garden, because we got people coming from all over the United States. We're able to connect different people based on their passions, based on their goals, based on this roadmap that they built for themselves. We're connecting them and giving them opportunities to do that. One of my one of my uh, goals has also uh, to been to, one of my goals also has been to open my restaurant, my own restaurant, especially a plant based nutrition uh, geared restaurant. And I've been able to cook in this commercial ch- kitchen for the first time in my life. It was such a dream come true just being in the commercial kitchen and uh, <laughs> working towards that goal, given that I getting that opportunity to learn to cook to scale, having nutritionists and and people who are helping me uh right here with me working at tiger mountain building this thing for not only the community but for myself and people empowering people
0: wow wow i love that yeah i saw the on the website the personal strategy roadmaps and i was like Mm -hmm. this is so in like this is ingenuity right here like how can we get deeper in our connections you know right. and 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 get to know the people that we're working with, like, what are your personal goals? How do you right. want to accomplish them? Right. How can we assist you in that? You know, like that is so that's the basis of community
1: right. and And you'd be surprised when you learn people and and what they want and what they need and their their uh, passions in life, how much we have in common. Just like I said, there's a guy who grows worms, and there's a guy who, once worms
0: and, and you'd
1: be surprised once they start talking that these guys are literally steps away from each other and, and it's been through that that a lot of growth is happening here not yeah. just the plants
0: yeah that's beautiful do you have any like growing hacks that you feel would help someone who is starting out
1: Ooh, okay i'm gonna, <laughs> i'm gonna give you guys a, a golden jewel right here microclimating. Microclimating is, is major keys in Arizona because it's, it's, it's so that we get an abundance of sun. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people, you know, they come out here, to you can grow something, you can grow anything you want out in Arizona. Just because we get so much sun, it, the trick is microclimating. So you build a uh, structure of, you know, descending vegetation to be able to control your Humidity levels, your uh, amount of sunlight you're getting, your heat levels, you know, based on what you're growing and growing around it. Uh, a lot of people start with mesquite because it's one of the taller, shadier trees in Arizona. So, right under your mesquite, you would grow like a smaller tree, like a citrus tree. And you could, you know, grow in descending order all the way until you grow in your bush of kale. And by the time you get to the bush of kale, it's going to be nice, it's going to be cool, it's going to be, uh, good humidity, you put wood wood chips on the ground to kind of help that microclimate. And so microclimating, if you, uh, people are getting into growing, is something you should really look at.
0: Wow. Ooh, I love that. I love that. That's a really nice tip, you know. Yes. And just, yeah. would there be like a, a general tip that you would give for the other listeners who aren't necessarily in Arizona or in like the hotter climates?
1: my my thing is have fun you know you got to give it a, a, give it some time you know with everything there's a learning curve I remember like like I was talking about my first beat earlier so my first beat came up but I realized I had planted all my beats so close together that <laughs> they were they, when I pulled them off the ground they were they were kind of like beat <laughs> you didn't know?
0: Beach, yes you know, <laughs> that's so maybe 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 right
1: maybe maybe somebody <laughs> will find it funny so so um just you know just being comfortable enough with yourself like I'm gonna have fun I'm gonna learn this whole time learn you know through experience mm-hmm. experiential learning is something that's major with tiger mountain foundation there's you know people who come in uh don't know anything like myself, and through you know the workshops, just rub- rubbing shoulders with the right people, uh, everything just being in the garden, you you get that experience of learning. So you know nothing just like the beats I grew here at Tiger Mountain. They weren't perfect, but you know we still uh, had that experience, and uh, that was the that was the most important part. Is that somebody got to learn something, somebody got that experience and (laughs) you know it it eventually became my passion now and you know i'm taking master level master level gardening courses every day when i'm working with these guys who've been gardening 14 15 20 years and they're showing me everything so i'm and i'm soaking it all up like a sponge so so just have fun and, and learn along the way that's
0: beautiful And I wanted to ask you, you kind of mentioned this earlier, like in your introduction about how connecting with the land on a spiritual level has, you know, just you could feel it in in every part of you. But as you have developed in this role and just connecting with the land every single day, like. How has that been for your spiritual health and your spiritual growth? Do you feel like you're evolving from your communication with the plants and the land?
1: <laughs> it's uh, it's amazing. It's it's so amazing that when I talk to people about going plant-based and the lifestyle that I'm living, they do not believe it. It's like I'm Neo from the Matrix or something. And I really feel <laughs> like that. I feel limitless. I feel strong. I feel so focused and I, I'm having so much alignment. I'm having so much uh, a prophetic events happen in front of my eyes. I, I mean, I could tell you so many stories about people I may, met, uh, being in the right places at the right time, dreams I'm having. It's, it, it's, like, uh, it's like a dream. It really is. And that all started like I'm full plant-based now and not even thinking about going back. I is it's just like seeing with a uh, clear vision now, whereas before everything was cloudy. So I think eating and 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 taking care of Mother Earth, connecting with uh, Mother Earth, is is a big part of that. Um, I don't want to, you know, we always talk about <laughs> the things of this world, the things that's in this world, and when you get to to focus on that, people. Kind of, you know, the conspiracy theory is one of the words, it <laughs> but, you know, it, the things that we see, the things that are readily accessible are are a disruption from what our ancestors had. I'm sure everybody can agree upon that. Now, yeah. whether or not which way of living was better, that's where the argument comes at. I just know for me personally, this way I've found is, is, better like i i feel like a real human being
0: mm, human living instead yeah, human of human li- instead of human doing <laughs> yeah human
1: yeah human living instead of human existing yeah it's major
0: mm-hmm. wow and what how do you feel like agriculture brings our people out of poverty and like the system that controls us in general
1: for me personally, I think that, uh, you know, we said we we uh, spend so much time in the pursuit of things that I don't want to say they don't matter because, you know, everything can be a learning experience, but
0: mm-hmm. I
1: think that we spend, you know, the modern world, I should say, spends a lot of time in pursuit of the things that have a... Uh, limited return on the value of our lives. So I think that when we connect with the earth, when we connect with our planet, when we when we do the things that that we're that I'm learning now, uh, I think that they bring us back home, they bring us back to the way of living, we're supposed to live. Mm. They uh, connect us with our roots, you know, there's a positive ions in the dirt in the soil. When we get soil on us, or we're we're standing in soil, that removes the negative ions that accumulate in our body from pollutants from the air or the things that we ingest. So I think that it's really essential to mental health. You know, I think it's essential to our stability, our longevity, uh, and our connection to spirit, like you talked about earlier. Wow.
0: Yes. Yes. And so, so crucial for grounding and bringing that, the spiritual wisdom that's coming to you, Um, you know, when you're connected to the earth, it kind of, it helps you to integrate the things that you're experiencing spiritually uh, on a different level, because sometimes getting back into my body can be a little difficult, but when I go put my feet in the earth, I'm here. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, and that's 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 why I found the passion. I'm like, I need to garden today. <laughs> when people start getting on my nerves, I'm like, I got to go touch the dirt.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Let me let me put that on me. <laughs> yeah, put that dirt on my face. I love you. <laughs> and it loves you back. <laughs> yeah. In what ways can others from all over get involved in their communities outside of even whether it's in Phoenix or outside of Phoenix, how can we become more involved in our communities?
1: Mm, that's a lot. That's a question that a lot of people are asking right now. That's one of the questions I ask as a community outreach supervisor to the people. I ask people their goals for themselves and the goals for their community, and you know, uh, we like I said, the area that we're in. A lot of people talk about the the drug addiction. And it's a major thing that's affecting, it's affecting the world, really. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of that comes from trauma. A lot of that comes from, you know, people need to heal. A lot of people uh, comes from just that loss of connection with with the world as we're supposed to connect with it. So I think um, just being able to be there for people, being able to show love, being showing love to, to somebody that you don't know is, is an important step that that can be utilized, whether you're a gardener or <laughs> a construction worker, and just seeing somebody and showing them genuine love. And I've been surprised uh, with the amount of love that's coming back to me and the... Um, not the people who just are super receptive of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: so when people want to reach out to the community, I just say do a kind, do something kind to, for somebody today. Whether it's uh, holding the door open, providing a meal for somebody, uh, telling somebody something nice, nice, giving them an affirmation. It's your yeah. love. Pour or put love into the world, and watch how it grows like a garden.
0: Yes, I love that. Rodney, please let us know how we can support Tiger Mountain Foundation and yourself and how can we get connected with y'all?
1: So there's a lot of a lot of ways you can connect with us. Our Instagram page is at Tiger Mountain Foundation. Um, you can do that on our Facebook page as well. Um, there's a lot of ways to donate. Um, if you go to our Facebook page, you'll see different links for do- to donate to the work that we're doing. And for anybody around the country who wants to come and see this model of sustainability that we, we built, this model of community that we built, this all based on love. Uh, you can come to see us at Tiger Mountain Foundation. Come on, spend some time with us. Let us uh, show you about gardening. Let us show, how it, show, you, show you how we connect and we're able to uh, uh, See these beautiful people grow and heal in one place. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Come nice. check us out.
0: I'm on my way.
1: <laughs> yeah, come through. Come through. We going I'll roll out the red carpet for you, Chili. Anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I would be.
1: And, and we I'm... and we we just put the eggplants in the ground and they, they're gonna come up so nice in a couple of months.
0: Ooh. I'm, I'm ready. I'm planning my trip to Arizona already. So I'll be okay. seeing y'all soon. Okay.
1: Amazing. Can't wait to see. You got the number. You better hit me up. <laughs> I, I
0: will. You Look, you're the you the first one. I'll be like, have my chili ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pull up right
1: to Sky Harbor Airport with a bowl of chili.
0: <laughs> hey, hi, man,
1: girl. I just picked these tomatoes this morning. Taste that. Taste the freshness. That was that was on the south side. <laughs> yeah, got you. Ooh, I got was, you, I got you.
0: It was such an honor to have you here on the show, man. Thank you so much.
1: Honor to be here. Thank you for having me. I would love I would love to connect you with my beautiful soulmate, Jacinia. Like I said, she's a beautiful poet, and uh, her her uh, her story, her journey is even more inspiring than mine. And it's just a like confluence of so many good things happening for people who who are pouring good into the world. And it's major. It's going down. If you guys, this is your first time hearing about Tiger Mountain, the work that we're doing here, it won't be your last.
0: Definitely. Definitely won't be the last. I, I, I was going to ask, like, is there plans on expanding into different states that we need to know about? Or
1: the demand the demand is high. There's so many people like like we talked about like the even the people the people that you're helping, the people that are waking up and coming to this realization that we need to start pouring into the earth, that we need to start looking out for each other and, and on a more than an insular family level, but on a community, on a village level. The people who are realizing, hey, I need to start eating better and taking care and being mindful of what I consume. Those people are waking up and they're demanding the, the, the knowledge, they're demanding the, the ability to do that. So they all want the, the magic that we that we have at Tiger Mountain. They're coming and drove from all around the country, like I said, to see what we're doing here. And we're happy to give it to them and show it to them and, and give them the tools necessary to build that for themselves. Uh, it's, it's powerful work and I'm happy. I feel so overjoyed and I feel, uh, I feel div- really stepping into the divine purpose to be a part of this. And I thank you for uh, being a part of this as well, being part of this journey for so many people.
0: Yes, thank you so much. It's an honor to be present here. And I already, I'm speaking so much success over you and Tiger Mountain Foundation, everything that y'all do, the community, everything is flourishing in so much divine alignment and love. And that love is coming back tenfold. So
1: thank you. Thank you. Yes,
0: it is. Yes, thank you. Well, it has been a pleasure. I look forward to connecting even more, and we'll be in touch.
1: Yes, yes. Thank you, Jay.